Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Trump is so in the pocket of Russia. Trump is so owned and controlled by Russia. Trump is such a Putin puppet uh, that they have now put more sanctions on Russia. This coming after the attack on a former Russian spy and his daughter. This goes back to March of 2018 when Sergei Skripal, S-K-R-I-P-A-L, and his daughter, Yulia, they were attacked using the Novichok nerve agent. It was an attempt to assassinate uh, Skripal and his daughter. He was a spy. He's Russian, but he was a spy for the UK. He's living in the UK. It was an attempt to kill him. This isn't the first time we have seen Russia engage in an attempt, usually successful, to kill a spy or somebody else. They are big fans of the polonium. Oh, huge fans of the polonium. If they can only get their hands on just a little more polonium. Alexander Litvinenko. Litvinenko? Hey, I said it right. Look at me. <laughs> like a pro. I uh, should be under FBI investigation in three, two. Okay, there they are. So uh, if you Google that story, you'll, you'll find what it is that they do. So this is what led to the UK losing their minds, and not enough, by the way. You had the Russians try and kill a, a UK citizen on UK soil. You got to smack somebody around. You got to punch somebody right through the nose and hit the other side of their skull. That's the way you got to play this game. You can't let somebody do that to you. You can't set, let somebody disrespect your sister in your own house. It's not the way it works. So that's what led to the UK expelling diplomats. And then the United States expelled diplomats. I think it was 60 diplomats at the, at the time. Right? Um, and, and then that led to, the UK, uh, to, to Russia closing a, a, a UK embassy. Well, under what's known as the Chemical and Biological Weapons Control and Warfare Elimination Act of 1991, called the CBW, the U.S. implemented additional sanctions on Russia for the use of chemical and biological weapons in violation of international law. Quote, following a 15-day congressional notification period, these sanctions will take effect upon publication of a notice in the Federal Register expected on or around August 22, 2018. So the first set of sanctions, and the best is that CNN has had to report this. So Daily Wire has a story, in there, and they're utilizing some CNN reporting. That CNN has to report that Trump is engaging sanctions against Russia. It's, do you taste it? It's just delicious. Mm, oh, the irony. Oh, it just, it just rests in the mouth like a finely made rib. Oh, oh, when it's just smoky, just right, and falls off the butt. Mm, oh, delicious. No sauce, no sauce. Dry rubber death. That's all I'm saying. Um, maybe something on the side, just a touch, just a, and, and none of that mustard stuff. Listen, North Carolina, I love you, but it's just not my kind of rib. It's just not my kind of barbecue. It's not, I go for the sweet like myself. It's the way I play and it's cool. We can still be friends. We can still be friends. I'm just saying on this, we're just going to have to go our separate ways, right? Just the way it's going to be. It's just, it's, it's, it's cool. Just be cool, honey bunny. We're fine. The first set of sanctions. Target uh, U.S. exports to, to Russia that could have military uses, things that would be dual-use technologies. 
sensitive goods that normally go through a case-by-case review before they're, they're exported. The U.S. then would require Russia to assure over the next 90 days that they are no longer using chemical or biological weapons and will not do so in the future, which means these sanctions are going to stay forever. Who's, who the hell is trusting Vladimir Putin? Of course he's going to use a biological weapon again. Of course he's going to use a chemical weapon again. He's looking for a new target right now just to show you that he won't take any of your crap. Oh, yeah. You think you think you can sanction me? Watch me work. This is Vladimir Putin. Until you fully and, 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 and aggressively hit him in the nose, he's going to keep doing his thing. And understand the multiple fronts uh, uh, under which he works. We know about the, the, the cyber. Right, we know about the troll farms. We, for what you want to say about meddling in the election, which is to say a question about collusion regarding President Trump or the Trump campaign and the Russians. No, there is no collusion. There is no collusion. The American left has no proof of collusion. Zero. We understand this to be true. That doesn't mean that Russia doesn't try to meddle or does meddle in in elections around the globe. This is the KGB. They did not die, people. The Soviet Union may have fallen. The KGB sure as hell did not. So let's not deny these realities. Of course they do. This is who they are. This is how they work. This is how they operate. So this cyber uh, theater is just one of many. Then, I mean, take a look at 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 a map of Russia. I'm not kidding. Take a look at a map of Russia and take a look to well for for what Russia would be the 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 west right take a look at the relationship between Moscow St Petersburg not of Finland but of Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania and Belarus Belarus to the north of Ukraine these are areas that are under constant threat from Russia from serious issues up to and including the possibility of invasion. If you think I'm kidding, uh, shall we head a little bit south to the Crimea? Should we ask ourselves what happened under Barack Obama's watch? What was allowed to happen under Barack Obama's watch? These nations, these Baltic nations, very seriously take a look at what it is that Russia's doing and how they're moving, how they're advancing, where they mount troops. When President Trump was in Poland, this was a a, a year ago, President Trump spoke about the threats that that exist to uh, the South and to the West. Now, I I think that it's this speech right here. Hold on. And we're grateful for the example Poland has set for every member of the NATO alliance by being one of the few nations that actually meets its financial obligations. Oh, he's talking As about NATO been- there. He's talking about NATO there. That's that's not it. But when he when the when the president spoke, he talked about the threats to the south and to the west. The threat to the south was the threat of unchecked and unfettered immigration under the guise of kindness uh, in terms of Germany when it wasn't kindness. It was a danger to the whole of the European Union and Poland recognized that. When he talked about the threat that came from the West, he's talking about Russia. And Poland, that lived through the Nazis and communism, a hell on hell you cannot dream of. 
What happened? One day last week, you got kicked off the internet for an hour? You know nothing about the pain that these people went through. It was an important and valuable speech at the time. It's an understanding of what's going on in the area. Poland blocked to the west by Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, all those countries that we're talking about. So that's another theater that Russia uh, plays on. Then, of course, you've got Russia right now in conversations with the Turks. Conversations with Turkey regarding their failing economy and their relationship with Syria, which has serious implications for Israel. And you've got Iran that they do work with on the brink as well of economic collapse. They're in a lot of places. They're in a lot of theaters. They're working a lot of different operations. So when they see sanctions, that does not move them massively. I don't mind the sanctions, but they it doesn't move them to a place where they get into full-on fear factor because they have other places that they will find ways to make money from and work from and, and do, right? That's what they're all about. But one of the things this does is it, uh, is it puts an end or at least crimps the style of those people who say Trump is weak on Russia. And so sanction, there's more than the first set of sanctions here. It is something. It does say something. If Trump was truly the puppet, he'd be like, nah, let's not do that. We've got to work with him. We've got to do this. No. I agree with you that the Helsinki summit was a, a bad summit in that the press conference was awful and he elevated Putin too much. However, that's what he said. And I agree with you. It's bad. Here's what he's doing. Not only with the, this another round of sanctions, but arming Ukraine, selling them the anti-tank missiles that will help them defend themselves against that Russian aggression, which is real and is happening. Far more than President Obama ever did on the subject. I would like to see President Trump be more strong in the cyber conversation. But these sanctions are not a bad thing. Letting Russia know that you're serious is not a bad thing. However, for Russia, they don't take it as serious enough. Not yet. That's going to take a hit to the nose. Question is, when does that come? More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the podcast, TonyKatz.com. Who will Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez debate? Who? I'm curious. Lots of talk about this, this Ben Shapiro tweet. Ben Shapiro offering $10,000 if uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, everybody's favorite socialist, uh, will debate him. She responds to it by saying it's catcalling. Just like catcalling, I don't owe a response to unsolicited requests from men with bad intentions. And also like catcalling, for some reason they feel entitled to one. Catcalling? You're the one who said that Republicans, conservatives, are afraid of your ideas. They're freaking out because they're afraid of your ideas. And he said, well, let's debate. And you then said he's catcalling. Way to, way to try and dehumanize. He, he has responded to it. Yeah, Candace Owens from Turning Point USA has offered $20,000 to debate her because you can't pull that 
feminism nonsense on me. Uh, you can't pull it on anybody. What are you talking about? It's not like, oh, you can pull it on a guy and not a woman. You can't pull it on me. Screw it. What is, what is the crazy? You, you can only be treated that way if you allow yourself um, to be treated that way. But my question is, and I'm putting it out on Twitter right now, who is Ocasio-Cortez willing to debate? That's my question. Who exactly is she willing to debate? If, 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 if Ben Shapiro is too much of a sexist, a guy who is a carbon copy of your accountant, if he's too much, sorry, Ben, if he's too much of a sexist to debate, well, then who will she debate? I think that's a, that's a, a worthwhile question. Listen, I, I got to tell you, I, I was no fan of the original tweet by by, by Ben uh, because you, you knew what was going to happen. This was all just, you know, uh, written in the wind. There was there was no gain from it. And to watch it would be just, it would just be ugly. And I, 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 want, I want things of substance, you know, but her response is kind of crazed once you take a look at some other things. But it does, it, it, it leads you down the road of, uh... Who in the world would she debate? Who would she find acceptable to debate the issues with? Now, I find this true of, of, of many socialists. Uh, and the problem with so many uh, socialists is that they believe that they've got you. And one of the things they've got you, oh, they, they, they got you. Pay. You don't like socialism? You, you like police departments? You like fire departments? See? That's socialism right there. No, that's not socialism right there. What the what the hell is wrong with you? Fire departments and police departments exist for one purpose. Oh my goodness. You want to go down the road? We go down the road. They exist for one purpose only. Private property. The real issue that the socialist has is that they don't accept the idea of private property. They don't accept the fact that you should be able to own things. They don't accept the fact that your business is yours, that you built that. Earlier, I was talking about um, Cynthia Nixon, who's running for governor there in New York, the, the the socialist. She used to be on the show Sex in the City. She's to the left of, of Andrew Cuomo, who's the current governor of New York. And there was an article in the Washington Post about uh, the, the, the rising price of, of rents for people of lower income, but they're coming down for people of higher income, even though, of course, those rents are fi- far higher than anything people of lower income could get. And don't get me wrong, rents are high, and they're talking about places like New York and San Francisco. Yeah, the rents are high there. That's absolutely correct. My advice, don't live there. So, so she's having uh, the, the, this conversation, right? She's having this 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 conversation uh, about the rents, um, and and she's she's like uh, in these in this group of people. I want to get back to my, my main thought here, who never wants to actually get into what it is that they believe and why it is that they believe it. I wanted to get back to fire departments and and police departments. I'll get back to the other subject later. I just I found myself going down a an, an alley. I wanted to get back to it really quick. Police departments and fire departments exist for private property. They exist for private property because it does you no good if you somebody's house is on fire and nobody puts it out. 
Because if your neighbor's house is on fire and there's no way to put it out, your house could catch on fire. So the fire department exists not because it's some great bastion of socialism. It exists because you want to make sure the damage is contained so it doesn't hurt your property or limits the damage to your property. Police exist because we trust a group of people with enforcing uh, the laws that usually are based around private property, theft, vandalism, things like that. Certainly conversations like murder and finding those criminals, which you're not allowed to take a life. That's not socialism. That's a practical application of a society ensuring the growth and the, and the benefit of a society. You don't think that the capitalists are into that? Who, who, what belief system are you under? This whole conversation about Cynthia Nixon and, and, the, and the rent control. She believes in universal rent control. The problem is, is that rents are too high uh, for, for some people. So if we have universal rent control, everything will be okay. That's not the answer. Government is not the answer. Why do you keep going down this road? And then people will tell me, well, you believe in fire departments and police departments, so clearly you want government to take care of you. Fire departments and police departments, first of all, are local. We're not talking about federal. And secondly, their purpose, their purpose is private property rights. I'm in favor of private property rights. Are you? Is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in favor of private property rights? I don't believe she is. I don't believe she is because I don't believe she actually thinks uh, that such a thing as private property matters. What matters is the collective. What matters is the we. The people who own those apartment buildings. They choose uh, the rent that they're going to charge, and you don't have to live there. And if somebody else is willing to pay it, you know what? That was the right price to charge. And if you can't afford to live there, you know what you do? You go somewhere else. It takes a very peculiar and warped New York mentality and San Francisco mentality to make the determination that the only places you can live in America are New York and San Francisco. That may be where you want to live. I won't tell you no. But there's a cost to it. It costs less to live in Plano, Texas. It costs a lot to live in Chicago. It costs less to live in Springfield, Illinois. That's the way it is. People, there are large concentration of people, small amount of land, and then you've got supply and demand. What they're pushed for, what, what Cynthia Nixon's pushing for, is the idea that just because you own it doesn't mean you should be allowed to profit from it. So therefore, what's the value of the ownership? If you, the government, are going to tell me what I can charge for rent, why did I own this building? What was the purpose of this? What was all this investment for? This investment that moves the world forward. It's about a lack of understanding of capital. Which brings us to Donald Trump. Because I've always thought that this is amazing. It's a really interesting uh, take on on him because there is an argument that's made that if you take a look at the wealth of, of, of President Trump, you take a look at the, what he's made in, in real estate, if he had just invested in the market, if he had just invested in the market, he'd be worth more money. And people use that as, uh, 
doesn't know how to make money. Oh, all this, all this time building. And, and and look, he doesn't even have the, you know, he's only got this $9 billion. If he had just invested this and done that, he'd have so much more. How much better off is New York City because Donald Trump was a builder? Because Donald Trump decided to create buildings that people now live in and pay taxes on. Because Donald Trump created buildings that offices and, and businesses built offices in and grow in. Because Donald Trump decided he wanted his name in gold on top of the skyscape and of the landscape of one of the n- most incredible cities in the world. It used to be better. They've really ruined the son of a gun. But n- neither here nor there. Because he wanted to be that guy. New York benefits. The tax base benefits. So why is it that people like Cynthia Nixon aren't saying thank you? Because if it wasn't for guys like Donald Trump, they wouldn't be able to tax as high or as much. They wouldn't have as much revenue. She should be saying thank you. Cynthia Nixon should get down on her hands and knees. A woman who has created absolutely nothing in her entire life. She has created nothing of substance, of value that you could put your hands on. And she should thank Donald Trump for creating things that actually make a better society. And then we have fire departments and police departments because we don't want those things to burn down because then it might burn down your place as well. See, that's how it works. You know, this all started from uh, who would Casio uh, Cortez be okay with debating? I don't know. I don't know who that person is. Oh, it won't be me. She's not going to be okay with that. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The video of this dude jumping over the border and breaking both his legs. Holy crap. Holy crap. (laughs) When paramedics arrived at the scene, bilateral femur fractures to both legs as well as an unspecified back injury. That would be broken back. Listen, I'm no doctor, but I can diagnose it from right here. He fell 30 feet from the top of the border wall in California. 30 feet. He was transported via medical helicopter to a hospital in Palm Springs. See, how much money are we spending? Oh, is that that rude of me? He broke both his legs, Tony. Come on. Uh, Yeah, you broke both your legs. Yeah, you jumped off a 30-foot wall where you were crossing into a country illegally. You broke both your legs. That's how it goes down. I don't know why this is surprising to anybody. I'd rather the guy didn't break the law. Don't tell me somehow I'm being unkind or or rude or, or insensitive. That is not what's happening here. I don't want people breaking the law. I don't want them coming into the country illegally. You know what else I don't want? This. Okay. We edited this video all we could. We went through this again and again and again. 
But I don't know if we got out every curse. I have no idea. You know what? We're just going to roll the dice. We're going to hope that this that this worked out. We're back to Portland, Oregon. Because the protesters in Portland haven't stopped. These are the same people who surrounded the 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 ICE building. Right? Oh, the, the um, Immigration Customs Enforcement. Uh, they wouldn't let anybody out. Yet they actually needed like a, a federalized police force to get the people out. Uh, these people would follow uh, ICE agents to their homes uh, to while they were picking up their kids at summer camp. And there was about 200 of them and decided, hey, let's live around the building. And why bother with bathrooms? We'll just go right here. So it was 200 people, nothing but, but human waste at 100 degree temperatures. It was named a biohazard. These people. Well, they're not done because they stormed the Portland City Hall. They refused to let the doors be closed. They were hitting people with... Uh, well, bullhorns. Oh, I tried. We tried. We went over this so many times. Uh, yeah. You know what? You're not, you, if you're not willing to risk your career exactly, how, how much are you committed? That's what I'm asking you. That's a chance of who do you serve, by the way. And it's got a couple of cuts in there. People are getting hit with, with the bullhorns and, and oh, they, they think they're in the right. Antifa thinks they're in the right. That's what's unbelievable. That's what's amazing. There was another moment where a uh, Republican member of Congress, this was in uh, Portland, um, Ed got out of his car. His name is Jeff Denham. He's in California. He gets out of his car. And the Modesto Progressive Democrats, which is to say the Modesto Democrats and a bunch of other groups aligned with a Democrat running against him were in attendance at this protest. And they're screaming at him and yelling at him. And one of the protesters is screaming, shame on your Mexican wife. Holy crap. Shame on your Mexican wife. Damn! That is not okay. It's 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 incredible. Incredible what's going on. And somehow I'm supposed to be led to believe that these are the good and decent people and I am supposed to pay attention to them that they actually are the ones who, who understand about decency and kindness and caring and inclusiveness. I was having this debate yesterday about to what extent would you be able to prove the following concept? We're in a civil war in America. It's, it's an awful, awful idea. Don't get me wrong. But take a look around. Because it really came from a, a conversation of dystopia. You know all those dystopian societies that you read about and you, you see in, 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 in movies and in books? Many people have often said, you know, that's the future. I make a different argument. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not negative about the country. I'm not negative about the future. I understand the fight involved. Um, why would I ever believe that the dystopian future is coming rather than we are at the start of it? Picture what's going on. You can't walk uh, into a place. You can't get out of your car without people screaming at you because they disagree with your politics. Screaming at you 
and shame on your Mexican wife because a Mexican woman shouldn't marry you, white man. Where a group that claims to be anti-fascists are trying to storm a city hall, refuse to allow doors to be closed, and hit people with bullhorns, and they claim they're the good, decent, inclusive people. Where someone says something you disagree with, so not only do you believe they should not be allowed to speak, but anybody like them should not be allowed to speak. Where members of the Senate, like Chris Murphy of Connecticut, believe that the taking of Alex Jones off of Facebook and, and, and uh, YouTube is just the tip of the iceberg and more has to be done. So it's not only the populace. But it is the political class as well that wants to silence those people who disagree. What in the world am I supposed to think? Except we are at the start of this is how the dystopia starts. We're actually in it. And the question is, does it get violent? Does it get to the place where you actually have a civil war? Now, understand what I'm asking here also. That I don't believe that the Antifa folk understand what civil war is. It's just like, you know, when I hear people talk about uh, they want anarchy. Um, people who want anarchy don't understand what anarchy is. They, they absolutely have no clue what it is anarchy when anarchy comes right so so the anarchists you know they put on the the bandana and 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 they and they are in the streets and they're they're breaking the shop windows and they're screaming yeah anarchy or i don't know what else they scream you know uh you know they've, they've got some kind of crazy wrestler scream do you have a crazy wrestler scream in you in your kyle kyle's working uh, the board today can i get like a mega mondo scream ah! yeah that's them right there I was there, right? That was pretty good. That was pretty good with no warning whatsoever. Well played. Well played. Right? That's what they think anarchy is. And then when they're done, they go to Denny's and get a moon over my hammy. That's what they think anarchy is. I want to help them understand better what anarchy is. Because they think that somehow they get their way, they feel really cool about it, and then they get to go home. No, no, no. Let me try and set the stage for you. If anarchy comes to the United States, my dear pseudo-anarchists, you, my, my dear tough guys, because really, that's what it is. You know, not people who actually understand it from a political standpoint, but the people who talk about it like this, they're pseudo-tough guys. They think they're strong. They think they're powerful because what they've seen is that they can break shop windows and what's the worst that can happen? They get arrested, get put in zip ties, and then they're released three hours later? That's not anarchy. That's acting out and being government condoned. I don't believe it should be government condoned, but it's not anarchy. Here's what happens in anarchy. The guys who know how to fend for themselves, the guys who know how to take out an enemy, they're going to see you in the streets and they're going to crack your skull open until there's nothing left. It's literally going to fall out from the top. Now you, because you're a pansy, immediately see this and say, wait a second, this isn't what I'm looking for. When anarchy comes, those people who can... They're going to take from you everything they can. 
They're going to take your money. They're going to take your food. They're going to take your gold. They're going to take it all. And they'll probably leave you for dead because after all, there ain't no rules. You see, you think you mean some kind of anarcho-capitalism. You think you mean some kind of political anarchy. No, you're talking about anarchy where things get broken and nothing happens. Do you understand what happens when anarchy hits? At this moment, when you realize you had it all wrong, you're going to hide in the basement under the bed and you're going to pray to God nobody finds you. And when you come out because you're on day three and you haven't eaten anything, they're going to find you and they're going to leave you in a pool of your own juices. When anarchy comes, you don't think you have what it takes to survive, do you? You're done, kid. That's all there is to it. So I ask you, is this what you really want? Because I don't think you're prepared. And the bigger question is, is this where we're going? I mean, is this where we're going? I sure as hell hope not. I don't want any of this. I want to live my life. I want to eat a steak. I want to smoke a cigar. I want to have really good sex, and then I want to take a nap. That's what I want. This is, you notice I didn't say I want a really good steak. Any steak will do. The cigar, all right, that's got to be okay. That's got to have some. That's got to have some character. I would rather if these people in Portland would stop doing this. I would rather we weren't at the start of what. I mean, I'm giving you the facts. That's what it looks like. I'd rather I was wrong. I would rather be wrong. And one of the reasons I, I keep doing what I'm doing, and I think people should keep doing what they're doing, is that you got you to gotta fight this. You got to point this out and say, this is nuts. This is no way to be. I don't want people breaking shop windows. I don't want people throwing rocks at other people. I don't want people grabbing hats off them, throwing drinks at them. I don't want people run out of restaurants or not served at all. I don't want any of this. I want people to be able to disagree in a way that doesn't mean we, we, we hate each other to the point of physical violence. But here we are. I do, I do see the way out. I do believe that there is a, a way out. I do believe that these people and their uh, lack of desire for civil society can be defeated. I believe this to my soul. It's just going to take work. It doesn't mean I don't ask the other question. Because I think we're going to have to go down a little bit of that road. Scary. But I think there's a way out. And hopefully we'll keep talking about it here. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Oh, you got to put up the web. Put up the web, put down the music. So I just came across this. Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat, Massachusetts, progressive Massachusetts, not Native American, lied about it for financial and social advancement. She is at a town hall, and somebody's asking her a question about something she said about the U.S. justice system and how she called it racist. Um, so as a young American of color, um, your, your recent comments uh, that you made in New Orleans are just a little bit concerning to me. You said that the justice system, and I just want to quote you so I say it right, is racist from front to back. I'm just concerned that your rhetoric there is inciting some of the uh, like, division that you claim that the president is purporting. 
You say that Donald Trump undermines the justice system, but it highly concerns me that you made a blanket statement that the over 400 federal judges of color, thousands of law enforcement officers of color, and even the new black police commissioner of Boston of color are racist. Do you feel it is, uh, it is beneficial as a federal representative to blanketly claim that the entire justice system, and I mean like blanketly, and the hardworking Americans that serve in that capacity are racist? So uh, that's fantastic. That is the question. I mean, that's just, that is just terrific. I don't know who the dude is. But he's asking the solid question. When you claim that a system is racist, you're claiming everybody in that system is racist. This is why the whole idea of when people talk about a systemic racism, show me. Show me the system and we can do something about it. I think that's a fine and logical response. But that isn't about the system. You want to show me individuals? I'm willing to bet it probably exists out there. Come on, let's go do the work. Point to me the individual. Sure. The system. Show me the system. Let's fix that system. But that doesn't exist. That's not what's out there. You may want it to be out there. It's not out there. Let's, I haven't heard her response yet. I only heard the question. Let's hear her response. Thanks, Wesley. I appreciate your asking the question. Did you listen to the interview? Did you actually see the interview? I did, yeah. Well, if you did, then you know that this wasn't about individuals. I didn't call any individual anything. What I was talking about is a system that has a lot of good people in it. A lot of people, law enforcement officers, uh, judges, public defenders, who by golly have dedicated their lives to getting out there to try to build a justice system that works. And who themselves have come forward and said, this system needs reform. It needs significant reform. Now, that's, a, that's her peddling. Reform would be different than racist from front to back. Uh, right? That's not saying racist front to back. If that's what she, she mentioned, to say, yeah, the system's racist front to back and that you won't admit it. I ain't my problem, kid. Like, she, she didn't say that. She didn't double down on her thesis. It needs reform. Well, reform is different than racist front to back because racist front to back means burn the thing down and start over. How do you, you, how do you reform something that's uh, racist uh, front to back? You don't. You put an end to it and you start fresh. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to need some be on the lookout music, by the way. Uh, for actress Sean Young. Sean Young, who wanted to be Catwoman. It didn't work out. That's Sean Young. Um, Sean Young was allegedly caught on camera stealing $12,000 from an, uh, of equipment from an Astoria business. So this is Queens. This is happening in New York. They've got video showing her and a guy in his 30s grabbing laptops and video editing software. Um, now I guess she's got a drinking problem. She was on celebrity rehab and I guess the career has fallen apart because the way I read the story originally, it's not that she like broke in to the store. I thought she was working at the store. Like that's where she works. 
So be on the lookout for Sean Young. That's a crazy story. Um, I, honestly, if you get into any of, of, of this stuff, any public eye stuff, and you're not ready for things not to work, don't do, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because the odds are it's not going to work. Right? That's how it goes. It's unbelievably difficult. And she had world-class success. In this case, I mean, if indeed the drugs and the drinking got to her, uh, yeah, don't do that either. If you if you know you can't control it, don't even get started. You this, this this is not an only story. This is in addition to many many other stories that are out there. Holy cow! Uh, the podcast is at tonycats.com. That's where you find it. If you missed anything, you'll have it there. Facebook Tony Cats Radio, Twitter at Tony Cats, and I will catch you Monday. Everyone, take care.